The holidays are almost upon us, and here to join us in our festive cheer is Jason Napolitano, owner of Scarlet Moon Productions and quite possibly the most knowledgeable person in the VGM world. We reminisce about his company's mini musical releases of the last year, but start with something seasonally appropriate, the Scarlet Moon Christmas albums. I'm Brian Kelly, and thanks for joining us for A Christmas at the Roost. Yeah, so when we first started the label, um, uh, I don't. Basically, I'm a huge fan of Christmas music. Dale North, yeah. who's one of the composers on our roster, and um, a friend, uh, also is really into Christmas music, and he usually does a annual like Christmas remix. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a game music track in Christmas style. Sometimes it's his own version of a Christmas classic. And right. I said, oh well, let's see if anyone else is into christmas music on the in the on the on our scarlet moon artist side which is our representation group and that year um we had two tracks from dale um i did a track um, which is pretty rare and um uh Gumin nam who is our korean composer did an incredible version of uh, fisherman's horizon from final fantasy 8 and right. it turned out vince nicole is also a big christmas music fan so he did (laughs) uh he had kind of a back catalog of christmas tracks that hadn't been released right we we took one of those and put it on the album no no no. that year it was we included christmas adventure from saturday morning rpg which was actually Mm. just a christmas medley he'd written at one point so that was the first ep and then i think we took a year off and then we in 20 must have been 2016 at that point i think we did a yeah we called it Scarlet Moon Christmas 2016 or Scarlet mm-hmm. Moon Christmas album 2016. Right. And, you know, I opened the invitations to everyone on our roster. And so what I've done kind of every year is, uh, is kind of gone through and invited our entire talent roster plus mm. um, composers who are kind of like, I call them, um, kind of auxiliary or kind of extended network right. talent, like composers that right. we work with that aren't listed on the roster. And yeah. then also anyone that I've done PR work for throughout the year, um, anyone who I've, uh, you know, like my our graphic designers over the years have been musicians also. So just kind of anyone throughout the year that we worked with, I kind of invite them and it becomes a Scarlet Moon and Friends kind of thing. So, um, you know, uh, so we did that pretty much every year since. And, uh, you know, I guess it kind of can get boring when you have, so it's fun because if you look at scarletmoon.com slash Christmas, which is the hub for our our, our series, you go back and, um, you have Scarlet Moon Christmas album 2016. Well, when we tried to do Scarlet Moon Christmas album 2017, I was told that you can't call it album or you couldn't put the year in it. You know, it's like, I don't know how it got through, but it somehow got through on the previous year. So anyway, uh, we've kind of retroactively called Scarlet Moon Christmas Album 2016 Volume 1. And we've okay. just done volume since then. And I do worry about 
people just like saying, oh, it's just another volume of Christmas music. And it's, you know, right. we're going to catch up to Final Fantasy soon. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but anyway, that's what we do every year. It's different kind of talent. It's yeah. our kind of core roster. And some of the people yeah. who've been on it over the years as um, either our roster or guests, you know, I, I mentioned Vince DiCola. We've had Hiroki yep. Kikuda, who did a track one year. We had Robin Miller, who was one of the co-creators and composer oh. of Mist. Yeah, he yeah, did, that's awesome. Yeah, he did a Mist track on the 2016 that. album. And we've had... Stemage has done some amazing Christmas tracks. One year he did a kind of bubble-bobble, old-timey vinyl recording. I heard that. Yes, and, that was uh, so cool. He did an album in the Chipmix one last year. <laughs> and um, we've had Nor- Norihiko Habino did a track one year. Um, yep. Let's see. Yep. We got Hunter Bridges, who was on la- uh, two years ago and this year. He's the audio director over Evening Star. And uh-huh. we had, um, let's see, this year was exciting. We have uh, probably the talent I'm most excited uh, to have uh, on one of these albums is this. There's an artist called Mojera, and nobody okay. knows who Mojera is. It's a unit. Yeah comprised mm. of um, composer Mitsuro Suzuki okay. and uh, vocalist and guitarist Non. So uh, nice. Mitsuro Suzuki is a Japanese composer who works at a very large uh, Japanese video game developer. And mm-hmm. uh, just this year worked on one of the biggest RPGs, the JRPGs of the year. And I'm being intentionally mm. vague because... Um, <laughs> You know, it, this track is by Mojera, and it's not associated ah. with his company uh, that he yes. works for. But um, look, look gotcha. up Mitsuro Suzuki and see why I'm so <laughs> excited to have him on this album. He's worked on some yes. games at this company in the past that were kind of set in a Christmas setting, kind of a wintry setting. And mm-hmm. um, in the few other games he's worked on, he's kind of always done these tracks that um, fit yeah. the Christmas mood. He he contributed pretty heavily to um, the Square Enix Christmas music collections that they put out. So I knew he right. was a big fan, and he and I have been in touch. And Mojera yeah. is uh, just launched their debut album this year. It's called Overkill. I recommend checking mm-hmm. that out. It's a really good album. Oh, nice. And so um, I just yeah. thought I would throw it out there since he and I had talked. Again, I talked. I worked with him this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That I'd reach out and say, hey, you know, we do this Christmas series. I know you're into Christmas music. Would you be interested in participating? And he was. So he, right. he arranged um, Paul McCartney's wonderful christmas time which is probably the best version of the song i've ever heard that's cool uh, and then we also had gene makovsky join us for the first time he's mostly known uh, for Hmm. film music and he did a track from the messenger so yeah it was a it was um as always a kind of eclectic fun bunch of christmas music and you know we'll just keep doing it every year and you know some years it's more like an ep you know you might get a handful of tracks and sometimes it's more like an album but over the course of time, we'll have a full many hours of holiday music that you can throw on. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was listening to some Christmas music in the car today, and the thought struck me that Christmas is really a special cultural event because I feel like it's it's the one like mainstream cultural event that has like a musical canon built around it. That's almost this public domain that everyone's working on together. And yeah. 
I think that's that's really cool, especially for something like you run where it's it's also cross cultural. So these Japanese composers kind of kind of know about it, and then the American composers and the uh, European composers. Everyone everyone has that shared sense that they can draw from from, and that's that's a really cool way to bring everyone together around something. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. I've actually been mulling around this year and previous years doing a, a Halloween series because I'm really into um, Halloween as a holiday, and I have a Halloween playlist. That has some game music on it. You know, you have like the the popular songs like Thriller and Ghostbusters. It's nothing to the de- it's nothing to the degree of how much Christmas music there is, but um, you know, I do have you know I have a lot of game stuff on there, like a lot of dungeon themes and. Yes, no. There's a lot of creepy music in the history of games. You could get something going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really cool. I I am looking forward to to downloading more of these. And um, so you haven't checked out this? Did you check out this year's volume yet? Did you get to listen to it all? I I, I yeah, I was looking through it. I haven't listened to all of it yet. I was actually going okay. through some of the older ones too. The yeah, the 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 sleigh ride in Dreamland really stuck out to me from this most recent one. Basically, you know, the classic sleigh ride song, but not only with with the style of Kirby music, but in like the exact a lot of the samples from Kirby music. So it just sounds it, it's just such a I mean, you take like the most joyous series of music and then combine it with sleigh ride. and You have quite a quite a recipe there. Oh, yeah. I had to keep asking. So there isn't any there's no Kirby reference in the song, right? This is completely. No, I don't ride. think so. There's no Kirby in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Kirby. Uh, there's I, no Kirby. I, I yeah. had to keep asking because I wanted to be sure we were paying the license and you know, royalties correctly. Um, but yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the previous the two volume three that he he featured on as well. He did mm-hmm. a um, Santa Claus is coming to town in the style of a Pokemon battle theme. Uh, and so there's the kind of Game Boy version and then kind of a more yeah. modernly produced version of it on that album. And it's right. also a blast. It's really it's really clever. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, so what's the one that you did? On the very first EP, I did a Christmas arrangement of uh, Troy and Beauty from Final Fantasy IV, which I think is Uematsu's finest composition, followed closely right. by Fisherman's Horizon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the track that I did. I actually had to have I had to have Mustin, um, who does all the engineering for Scarlet Moon and is also heavily on these this album series. Um, I had to have him chart the um notes for me. Mm-hmm. Not for the melody, but for that background harp, the descending right. harp thing in Troy and Beauty. I had to have him chart that out for me because I just couldn't figure it out. And so with that, I was able to kind of run with it. It's a little repetitious. I'm not, you know, a, a great, I'm not an arranger. I'm not a musician, but I, I wanted to do it. I tried to do one this year um, of one of Dale's tracks, but I needed him to chart some notes for me and he wasn't really available to do that. So maybe I'll do it next year. And he was supposed to be on the album this year too. Uh, right. He just got too busy and I was like, all right, well, it's, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> we got to cut. <laughs> you know, we're working on these albums in like September, October. Right. So you can have it done by the beginning of November because if you want to make Black Friday, you have to get it in like early November because it can get caught up in all kinds of delays and quality reviews and all kinds of stuff for the holidays. So uh, I was really excited. Mustin asked me this year what track he wanted, what uh, if I had any requests. 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, Mystical Ninja was released on vinyl this year means yeah. that you can officially, you know, kind of use do a compulsory license on, with it. So, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I said, how about, I gave him a list of like 20 songs from Mystical Ninja that I love. I, it's such a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And um, he picked Invasion of the Christmas, uh, Invasion of the, what is it? Invasion of the something spirits. Is it just Invasion oh, of the Spirits? Oh, uh, Invasion of the Evil Spirits. There you go. And he turned it in Invasion yeah. of the Christmas Spirits. It's a song that you hear nice. right at the beginning of the game. So most anyone yeah. who's kind of played it a little bit uh, would have experienced this song. And um, yeah, I'm so excited that this is available, that you might yeah, yeah, be yeah. hearing it on other releases <laughs> coming from Scarlet Moon in the near future. Wow. So I'm curious, how does that work with the licensing games that haven't like been released as soundtracks can't be licensed or what is it uh, yeah so you know it's kind of like this whole u.s copyright law thing um and you know different people you talk to have different interpretations of what they think is quote safe yeah um so like here's an example like um so technically if it's been released in the u.s mm-hmm. you can proceed with a compulsory license they can't stop you you can say it's okay. released. It's I'm able to cover it as long as I, uh, you know, pay you the royalties. And the, the royalties okay. are statutory. So you've probably heard if it's less than five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. you pay, uh, you know, whatever it is. It's like nine cents, nine point one cents. And if it's over five minutes, you pay like one point two or one point something cents per minute. Interesting. Um, so and then you pay that per theme. So if you're doing like an eight minute medley. It can yeah. add up pretty quick because you're paying oh. it for even if you just reference a uh, you know a right. bar. And are you uh, doing that per sale on it? Is it like a percentage? yeah per per distribution okay. per sale of that, that okay. piece? Oh so yeah, so that up. would if you had a whole album of medleys, that would add up pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, so you look at some of the Material Collective things, mm-hmm. and uh, that are these massive albums. I think they kind of negotiate. Yeah. something different from the statutory rate and you can negotiate something different if the rights holder is willing to negotiate with you of but course. good luck getting you know somebody at nintendo to talk to you so anyway <laughs> so that's the deal is it has to be yeah. released i'd been told at one point that it had to have been sold it can't be mm. like it was an included bonus but um, right. kind of the prevailing wisdom right now with uh, people that i talk to is that it just has to have been released so all the nintendo cds that they've packed in technically they say you can include that stuff um and uh so if it's been released in japan that doesn't count and it gets really complicated because you know there's examples of things like Mm -hmm. um you know we did metal gear solid 3 on prescription for sleep game music lullabies volume 2 and that cd is not that music hasn't really been sold on like iTunes or maybe it was at some point, but anyway, they brought that CD to E for all expo in 2006 or seven. And they sold it there. It was the Japanese CD, but they sold it at this event. So it's like, you would kind of have to know, like uh, I was at this convention and the Japanese company brought over all these Japanese CDs Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. And then, you know, sometimes the companies have a rights um, kind of management Mm -hmm. company that deals with the licensing. So you just deal with that company. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes the companies will work with you. Um, Sometimes they don't. And you just basically have to hold on to that money. And if someone ever comes asking for it, you have to Mm -hmm. be able to cough it up. 
So yeah, it's, it's complicated it. yeah. and I don't understand it all, but uh, I try to be <laughs> careful because I don't yeah. want there to, but on the other hand, you know, all the Disney music, like, so I wanted to do, I was kind of thinking maybe it would be fun to do like a Disney cover album. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but I was told that, you know, even though you can proceed with a compulsory license, um, they can still decide to sue you. Oh man. And you, if you had infinite money to fight Disney, you, you might win. <laughs> but uh, I think they have deeper pockets than you. So they have the ability to shut you down. Yep. Uh, I remember sh- like when I, when I first um, kind of paid attention to the whole like copyright thing around games, especially in Japan was when I went to video games live back, probably, Oh man, this is probably back in like 2011, something like that. One of the mm-hmm. early shows and they were doing their kingdom hearts segment. And they're like, we cannot play footage from the game because square doesn't want us to. So we're going to play this footage from uh disney movies instead and i'm like oh that's weird and that was like my first kind of realizing how much of a thing that all was yeah and, uh, you, when you get yeah. into synchronizing music to video and video rights mm-hmm. and all that it gets way more complicated <laughs> like there is no yeah. compulsory license that you proceed with <laughs> yeah yeah you have to get the permission or you just can't yeah 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 so Going back to the Christmas stuff, what are are there other like video game Christmas albums you enjoy around this time of year? Hmm. Because I was thinking for myself, one thing that I thought was cool about finding your stuff is I haven't seen a lot of it. I don't know if you ever saw the one from uh, Big Giant Circles. He released like an EP of Christmas music several years ago. So that's always on my playlist. But I haven't found a lot of like chiptune or video game stuff that's specifically Christmas before. I'm scrolling through my list right now and um, no, I have not heard big giant circles. I know that T Lopes just released a little EP this year. Ooh, I got to um, check that Game out. Chops. Yeah. Nice. I, I haven't opened on my web browser. I haven't actually <laughs> listened to it yet. Yeah. It's kind of like it, it just stays in my web browser until I'm getting tired <laughs> of looking at it. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll buy it. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm scrolling through. I see a big pile of Dale North songs that he's done his annual mm. stuff. I see a yep, lot of stuff yep. that I've pulled from individual video games. Yep. Uh, I basically went through my playlist and did a search for Christmas, uh, winter, uh, yep. ice, uh, <laughs> chill. Um, there's a lot of ice music in games. Yeah. 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 So I, I, there's like, you know, it's fun. Um, you know, like there's, there's actually covers of Christmas classics in some games. Um, oh, so, you know, like yeah. Knotts, who I was telling you about, did the Fisherman's Horizon. Like he did a um, on his Bar Oasis soundtrack, he did a cover of Silent Night. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, cool. Sound Temp did in Ragnarok Online had several Christmas mm-hmm. songs. In the oh. Game. Um, here's one that I like. I mentioned this earlier, actually. Yeah. Xmas Collection uh, Music from Square Enix. Oh, right. All right. They got that. That was a, how many tracks is one, two, three, four, five, seven tracks. Yeah. And um, let's see. We when had, was that? Was that an old album? Or that was that in like the 2000s. Okay. Gotcha. And then they had Xmas Collection 2 from Square Enix. And this one has, this one has a, a gorgeous um, Chrono and Marl um, epilogue to Dear Friends from Chrono Trigger by... Uh, Kenichiro Fukui, who used to work there. He was the Einhander composer. Nice. That's uh, great. And they had, um, let's see, that's probably my favorite. They have a, a Yuzo Koshiro. Did oh. Ridia. He did an arrangement of Ridia 
from Final oh, nice. Fantasy IV on that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and that then, sounds awesome. Uh, and then Suzuki-san, who I mentioned was in on our mm-hmm. album this year, he did Joy to the World, which was from... Oh, cool. What game was that from? That might have been... I think it was in... Um, what's the, the game I was alluding to that he had worked on that had holiday themes was ah. a Par- Parasite Eve game. Uh-huh. Um, and so, nice. yeah... So I guess I kind of said what company he works for. And then, um, <laughs> people can people can create, triangulate the answers yeah. here. And then yeah. uh, they they had a Christmas collections, uh, bravely default, which was just a bravely default. Oh Christmas really? Album. Was that Revo or what was the uh, or was that like remixes? It looks like all the Square Enix people kind of contributed. Actually, so this yeah. is interesting. So Suzuki was not on this one, but they had. Mm. Uh, Junya Nakano, who did Brave Fencer Misashi. They have a bunch of people I don't recognize. They have Tsuyoshi <laughs> Sakito, who was a Square Enix, who's at Square Enix and has done a bunch of Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. Yamanaka, who does a lot of the synthesizer operation at Square Enix. They got Sakuraba on here. Mm, interesting. And Koshiro, again, is on here. And which oh yeah so yeah it's funny because this all the so those are the three and they're all they're all from Square Enix. And, um, they're, it's fun because, um, you know, it's, uh, they're just in a playlist with all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So they just happen to come up, you know, while I'm in the <laughs> middle of all these other Christmas songs yeah. and things. So that's cool. Half the time, I don't even know that it's from Bravely Default yeah. or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, it just happens to come up in the playlist. And, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's all I have. That's that's interesting. Scarlet Moon and Square Enix. Yeah, two kind of. Go-tos. <laughs> is, yeah, we got the the West and the East there doing their doing their things for um. For and is it music. on? Let me see. It says iTunes Japan. It says Square Enix online store. This is the Bravely Default album. Let me see if it's still in stock. Mm-hmm. To the C. It looks like it's still in stock. You oh, can cool. get it for thirty bucks if you want the actual CD. And you know, mm-hmm. recently they put a bunch of their stuff on on iTunes and, and Spotify. Yes. So I wonder if I was if, noticing uh, that. I, I'm somebody I still purchase all my music. Wow, you're old school. I like it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean I don't necessarily I'm actually shifting over a lot now to um you know I'm shifting over a lot to uh digital purchases but I do purchase it. And so um I don't have a Spotify subscription. I don't have an Apple yeah. Music subscription. I never have um and so yeah it's actually kind of um it's kind of uh it's i feel like it makes me listen to what you know it makes me listen to what i purchase yes absolutely yeah i kind of have to you know i want to get my money's worth so then i kind of yep listen to it a lot and um you know the way apple uh, music uh, formerly the itunes app um, mm-hmm. organizes your music is you know recently added yeah so you end up you yeah know, listening to what the stuff you recently added i a do lot. yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, i feel like you know um if you if you have a streaming service you might go listen to something and then that's mm-hmm. kind of it you might listen to it for a few days yes and so i'm kind of worried about that but um i i am getting close to signing up for some streaming service but uh, i mean they are incredibly convenient i've been using apple music for i don't know a couple years now but i know what you mean and that it 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 makes the music listening experience like even a little more 
like the internet was already making it transient, but now it's becoming even more transient. And that lack of buy-in can kind of make you think, oh, well, there's always more music out there. So I always need to move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And there's not, it it kind of, uh, there's not as much of that close listening. Like you said, when I would buy an album before, I'm like, okay, this album really deserves my attention now. I've, I've sunk some cost into this. And I, I, I do think there's value to that. Yeah, and I'm one of these probably like a dozen people left in the world mm-hmm. who pays for um, iTunes Match. I do. I do that. Yes. Because <laughs> I have a lot of local yeah. music that I want on yeah, my phone. 30 bucks and... a year. Yeah, totally. And, you and uh, me keeping that service alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've been saying, I mean, they've been saying for probably the last decade that, or I guess Match probably has been around about a decade. Yeah. They've been saying for the last three or four years that Match is, yeah. they're gonna, there's no reason for them to continue offering Match. I know. And that they keep, they've been saying for just as long that they're going to get rid of purchases on the uh, iTunes store. They're going to get rid really? of the iTunes store. That wow. it's just going to be the Apple Music. Yeah. And, uh, and that there's no, you're not going to be able to buy it. You know, they want music as a service now. They don't want music as a product. Yeah. Yeah. That that's an interesting shift. I'm just like, but I still have all these CDs I ripped at all of these like physical purchases I made in iTunes that I, uh, I, I have not been able to find a music app that offers the amount yeah. of flexibility <clears throat> and control that, that Apple has. I don't know why it's not out there, but I've just, I don't even yeah. use an iPhone and I still use Apple. Well, I ended up buying a, I ended up yeah. buying for my stereo system here, a CD player. <laughs> So that yeah. I can play, you know, if like I, if I'm sitting here listening to the digitized music in my mm-hmm. office, yeah, I may as well just listen to the higher quality CD music in my office. Yep. And yep. I think I've probably turned the thing on like three times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. it's a bummer, you know, it's like, and yeah. you know, I have all this vinyl here and I have I was about to ask. crappy yeah. old RC, you know, uh, what is it? RC? What was the um, brand that uh, oh. Radio Shack had? Oh, dang. So, I want to say RCA. Isn't that a type of... No, it's RCA. I'm looking at it yeah, right now. I RCA think right. turntable here that my parents wow. had in the garage. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like... I think I've I've used it. It's hooked up, but I've mainly used it for uh, testing... Like when we did the Saturday morning RPG vinyl, I got a, mm-hmm. I got a test pressing and I right. listened to it. Yeah. Um. So, but I I ha- I've had in my list to buy list uh like a five hundred dollar turntable. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like tempted to do it, but I mean I mean I have so much stuff. It's just yeah. It's the same thing <laughs> with it's the same thing with the CDs. It's like I'm yep. not gonna consistently go yeah. listen to it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you uh publish your stuff on Spotify or streaming or is it all to purchase the Scarlet Moon stuff? No, all of Scarlet Moon's catalog is on all most platforms. Okay. It's on it's on Apple Music. It's on everyone that you would probably be able to name. Okay. Um, yeah, we have an aggregator that we that distributes it everywhere, so. Oh, nice. That that saves a lot of time then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I know what you mean about the 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 purchasing. Um, it's interesting to see what direction the music industry is going. And I still wonder, like, I don't know if you're seeing any of this, but like, if this whole streaming system is sustainable from an artist point of view, I I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, 
I mean, so here's the thing. So like we have uh, our prescription for sleep series. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about it as music as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Game music mm-hmm. as a lifestyle, specifically. And so I think that's, I mean, I don't think people care or hear what I have to say, or I don't have a big enough audience that anyone <laughs> hears that and says, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, Jason said this thing, and it's really yeah. true. I right. just think people have found it and mm-hmm. live that without yeah. me having said it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I got my 2020 year wrapped. You know, you see all these people posting, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And so, I mean, they have, uh, Gentle Love, who's the you know duo that does all the prescription for sleep stuff, with yes. us is uh you know that that's their that's the only thing they really do and you know it's it, they had five million streams in 2020 yeah and that's what you know when you look at people posting stuff that's that's you know it's a lot yes um you know um and you you hate to like compare and whatever but you know then we have right. other artists on the roster who are kind of you know up and coming indie game composers working on a lot of stuff or you know, even yeah. kind of, you know, established veteran Japanese composers that we work with yeah. and, you know, they might have um, less, you know, less mm-hmm. streaming. So for an indie game composer, putting out your soundtracks, uh, you're not making any money. Yes, yes. On music, because it, and this is the thing with producing albums, too, is that, yes, you know, you used to be able to, you'd say, okay, I'm going to print this CD run. It's a thousand CDs going to spend, you know, $4,000. I guess that's a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, we've done some premium <laughs> collective collectors yeah. edition things. You know, it's going right. to cost me 4,000 bucks and uh, I'm going to sell, you know, 400 CDs in the first month. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've paid for the print run and, you know, I'm yeah. good versus now it's like I'm gonna run, I'm gonna do a thousand CDs, I'm gonna pay four thousand bucks, and you sell a hundred CDs to the people who really, really want it. Yeah. And then the rest is okay, well now I have to wait for five million streams a year for yeah. you know five years until I recover my cost. So right. everything that you do has a there's kind of a delayed break-even point, there's a there's yeah. a longer tail to the revenue that comes in. So that's good in a sense. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of that initial investment of what you're going to spend to produce something, right. uh, you're looking at a longer time to, to break even or, you know, it's yeah. a longer investment. So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely different. And I don't see how, um, you know, I've, I've released and I've promoted soundtracks that are for smaller indie games and, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they get on a couple websites and, you know, it's sad. I mean, you've seen this, you, you see this all the time. You go on Bandcamp yeah. and you look at, you know, it tells you who's purchased the album. Right. Right. You see that. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. You know, some people have a, you've, I have, I've done this. So I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. You keep clicking the more, right? Like how many yeah. people bought it and you click more <laughs> and you scroll down and you click more and you scroll down and you click more and right. you scroll down and you're like, God, you know, this many people bought the Celeste and Shovel Knight soundtrack. And then you go look at like, you know, you go look at which the Shovel Knight soundtrack is name your price. Right. So I mean, right. And, yeah. um, but but you know, the, and then everybody who buys a copy of the physical game gets a code too. So that's less yeah. Money. But anyway, yeah. um, then you go look at some you know indie game soundtrack that maybe you thought was pretty cool, and it has mm-hmm. two rows 
yeah. you know, of customers on there. And, you're, and yeah. so, you know, they made a grand total of, you know, maybe they netted six bucks from per sale mm-hmm. and they, they got like a hundred bucks <laughs> from, yeah. Yeah. you know, their sales on Bandcamp. And, yeah. you know, are they, is that soundtrack going to get a lot of play on Spotify? I mean, yeah, probably not. And right. maybe you'll get lucky and you'll have a big hit five years from now. And then people will be very much interested in your first game soundtrack that you did five years ago. Mm-hmm. And people will start listening to it. But, you know, it's and that's not to say that before all this digital stuff that you could have put out yeah. a CD and people would have bought it. Um, yeah. But it just seems like there's so much more volume. Uh, yeah and accessibility to music now that exactly um, that it just dilutes everything out and yep it's the double-edged sword of lowering that barrier to entry yeah so i mean we're pretty fortunate that we have this this series that again is kind of game music as a lifestyle (laughs) it's really funny because i remember last year um i posted it and it told it you know it kind of does these funny things where it'll be like oh well you know um the example was that it told you the time of day that you got the most streams huh. and it was, and it, it just happened to work out. Right. Cause it was a sleep series. You know, people, <laughs> people listen to your music most between like, you know, 11 PM and 6 AM. I did that a lot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, in that sense, it was kind of like, Oh yeah, I, I think I posted on social media that year. Like, Oh, it looks like people mm-hmm. are doing it right. You know? And, yeah. um, you know, I think we might actually be at 10 hours. No, maybe it's eight hours. Maybe I was trying to hit eight hours so you can get your full eight hours of sleep with mm. the series. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, too, some of the series has kind of gone into a more um, jazz. Yeah, you know, I remember that in some of the jazz, later ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as mm-hmm. opposed to sleep. And, um, you know, I've been talking to Habino Sonner. I really want to get back to the sleep kind yeah. of um, core Right. Uh, and, you know, his stance on it was, well, gosh, I didn't think anybody would want to hear game music jazz. Yeah. Oh, um, so, wow. So he was like, oh, well, it seems like people have kind of accepted this. Yes. That is something I think is really cool about Scarlet Moon is that you all, um, well, like you say, game music is a lifestyle. You're taking the the idea and the composers of game music and bringing it into other places. Like, well, here's your jazz lullaby. Here's your Christmas music. Like, here are other styles and music people go to and infusing that with the with games and i think that i think that crossover especially as we're getting more and more people who grew up with games now you know going on to the rest of their lives it's really cool to be able to infuse those other styles with with the game music yeah i've been really wanting to do a i didn't know i can't figure out what to call it Mm. but like a prescription for sweat ah workout music yeah. workout music you know whether oh, it's like that'd be perfect rock or electronic or both yes yes you know kind of thing like that would um, be great you could like list the bpms of the songs so people know what they're getting into and yeah oh, that that's would smart be... but i couldn't come up with a um you know i couldn't come up with like a good name yeah like, yeah you know there's got to be one out there uh <laughs> um no that's a really good idea i've created a lot of my own uh, personal playlists for that sort of thing. Yeah, I would love. I to have, have that for sure. Yeah. It's like you put all the battle music on there. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah, know, it, it, there's the a lot of stuff. great game music that fits. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what. Yeah. What I've been thinking about, but it's like I don't have I, 
there's just not enough hours in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I already, I already typically tend to bite off more than I can chew as it is. So I really yes. want, you know, I have the prescription for sleep series and I think we're at like 10 albums now. Oh my gosh. Is that and, many now? Jeez. Uh, it's, it's scarletmoon.com slash sleep. Okay. And let me see. I'm kind of curious. I always, I always get confused because we did, um, we did a remaster of the uh, first album because we found that it was mixed a lot lower volume than the rest. So if you if you were trying to put it all in a playlist together, it didn't really work well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And if you include the remaster, that's 10. Wow. And so we that's have, crazy. there's three albums in the work right now. Oh, man. Yeah, one of them was, the one one of them was supposed to be out by now, but we've, we've yeah. um, we had some hiccups, and so yeah, uh, we just recorded two last month, and I'm really looking forward to getting the mixes from Hibino Song because what ends up happening is I get the unmastered mixed music from Hibino, and I listen to it for like two months, and then like four months later I get the masters. And then, you know, then we start working on the release and like, I've already been listening to it for like a year Yeah. by the time <laughs> that happens. Uh, and so that's always, yeah. you know, there's a lot going on there. There's all the indie game soundtracks for everything that we work on, that we publish. Um, there's a Christmas album every year. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to, I really want to turn our guitar. Did you hear our guitar collections, Final Fantasy IV album? I think I missed that. When was that? probably two years ago three I did not so you're familiar with um, William Carlos Reyes uh yes I believe so yeah he's the he's one of the guitarists for the one-ups okay yeah and he's a classically trained guitarist mm -hmm. so I had him I actually really wanted him to do a, a guitar what would you call it a duet or a trio I really mm -hmm. wanted him to limit it to some sort of number of guitars that you could do a performance with yeah and he said you know I, it's just going to be so limiting um you might not be completely satisfied there might not be a fullness to it that you're looking for mm -hmm. um so i just told him okay do whatever artistically you think is best so i think you would need five yeah. guitar players to play some of the songs oh wow but um we did final fantasy 4 classical guitar yeah. arrangements and this it's called guitar collections final fantasy 4 it's supposed okay. to be in the style of piano collections because um, I prefer the sound of the guitar to the piano. Yeah. So uh, I really want to turn that into a series. And, you know, right. the, the Final Fantasy IV album, we, we, we spent a lot of money on it, and yeah. it didn't do very well. Uh, so it's one of those yeah. things. And I, I want to say that this is always the case. Um, yeah. And that sometimes you just have to do a number of them, and then people are like, oh, hey, I saw this new one. Oh, there's a whole series. Oh, I'm really yep. into this absolutely um, yeah so yeah so sometimes you just have to keep going mm -hmm. so uh, i'm hoping to do another one of those so then it's like what's left like do i have time to do a right. halloween album and yeah gym album and yeah especially once you start turning things into series but like you said that's often how you make something lasting so like yeah it's it's the trade-off you take because you can only have so many series going at once but well, my kids are really, you know, they, they, uh, they're aware they're, you mm. know, under all under 10, my kids and yeah. my, my oldest is eight 
and yeah. um, he he's really kind of cognizant of the sleep series. Mm-hmm. And because um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. every night, actually, every night, this is the so if anyone wants to know the the album that I listen to most <laughs> often, yeah, um, it's every night when the kids go to bed, it's Alexa play. Oh, now Alexa is going to go off now. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, um, how can I turn her off? I'll have to tell her to stop <laughs> afterwards. I'll say, hey, cancel. I'll say, hey, you. Um, <laughs> Play Prescription for Sleep game music. Or I'll have to say, you have to say it this way. Play the album Prescription yep. for Sleep game music lullabies. Uh, and, uh, yeah. No, no, sorry. That's not what I say. Play the album Prescription for Sleep lullabies of manner. That's the uh, one time. Yeah. So that's the one that they sleep to. They've all played. They've, they've actually been playing most recently. They've been playing um, the remake on PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. Three player. Oh, that's so cool. It's kind of like I was always excited to have three kids because then they could play Secret of Mana. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, the primary reason. Yep. Yes. And so they finally got to the, they're finally at an age where oh, they can great. do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the youngest one's four. So she's always, mm-hmm. you know, screwing them all up and getting them killed. But <laughs> yeah. And re- the remake, by the way, was it was um, there used to in the in the original Super Nintendo one, you could kind of do this like last minute save where like if you mm-hmm. started a heal process after getting the fatal blow. Yeah. You would still come back. Yeah. Um, but in the remake, they got rid of that. So it's like, if oh. you got, yeah. So it's a lot harder and it's a lot <laughs> it's of a little more punishing. Oh no. But anyway. Yeah. So, um, they're pretty aware of it. And my, you know, yeah. my, my son's like, I, I actually just told him recently, you know, I, I said, you know, I, I, I get to pick all the songs on these albums. And so he was kind of amazed by that. Mm. Um, and yeah. you know they were all big shovel knight fans oh so they were really excited undertale you know i played undertale with them and, oh my gosh yeah so they're yeah. they know like all these games and they know yeah um you know they know the lullabies were, and when we it's funny when we listen to if it comes on i'll sometimes i'll put it on in the car mm-hmm. uh, which i don't recommend and they're up there screaming right now <laughs> probably gonna get all of this on the recording Nice cameos, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they will, if I play it in the car or something, they'll say, why are you playing sleep music? Oh, uh, that's a good point. They they got you yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always thought it'd be fun, you know, to have, um, a road you know, trip. do not operate heavy machinery while mm. under the influence of prescription for sleep. Yep. Um, kind yep. of thing. And, yep. you know, did I ever tell you, I might, I probably, I've talked to you enough times. Yeah. That you, I probably did tell you the story about how we came up with the name. I think you did, but let's go for it again because I can't quite remember. So I wanted, I wanted to call it. I did you play the original Metal Gear? Yeah, a little okay, bit. Okay, so little do you bit. remember the original Metal Gear? Um, you there's the first enemy you fight. Okay. And he's on like the first or second screen. Yeah, yeah. He says, um, "I feel asleep." Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh-huh. I wanted to call, and given that Hibino-san is known for, you know, Metal Gear Solid series, I thought it would be fun oh. to call the series I Feel Asleep. That's a good name. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I, um, it just seemed kind of not serious, right? That, that, that is, yeah, that is fair. And so, um, <laughs> but, and I didn't know if anyone would get it either. Yep. Uh, yep. But it was, it was fun. And so, you know, Hibino-san already had this prescription for sleep. He has an album called Prescription for Sleep that's, it's like um, chamber music and uh, really kind of relaxing. And then there was an app. Actually, it was an app first. It was an award. It was like a top selling app on the iTunes store. 
in the early 2000s. It was, it was an app that you looked at like soothing visuals and it had this chamber music and it was supposed to soothe you to sleep. And it was called Prescription for Sleep. And they created a second volume and they sold it in Malaysia with like a sleep supplement. It was like melatonin. Oh, wow. And uh, so anyway, I, I just thought it would be fun to kind of tie into that yeah. app and that that brand he already had. So you'll see in the the, uh, co- the uh, copy, all the kind of booklet materials of our albums right. that'll say uh, prescription for sleep is a trademark of mission one. Yeah. Um, and That's used with it. permission. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always, it was actually Jaron Moore, who you might know from um, one of the producers of the uh, Symphony of the Goddesses and mm. uh, Pokemon. What's mm-hmm. that show called? Mm-hmm. Pokemon Evolutions, maybe. Um, yeah, that might be it. I think yeah. I was talking to him about what to call it. He said, "Oh, why don't you yeah. call it Prescription for Sleep?" Yeah, it's nice so and that's simple. What we got. It gets the it gets the uh, the message across pretty well. It so. could have been well, yeah. Sometimes, except yeah. you know, it's really to sleep and relax. And some people study to it. Some people work to that it. That is a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah especially so. the more upbeat stuff. Yeah. And that's popular now. Oh my gosh, so many YouTube playlists of like, here's chill Nintendo music to to study to, or here's like those kind of playlists are everywhere now. That's true. Yeah, we should do a chill out really series too. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. I was thinking it'd be fun to have like a road trip series, um, stuff to listen to when driving cross country. Yeah, nobody oh, does that like... anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, there's like that's yeah. true. It's just me. <laughs> Just listen to yeah, Bros on the Road from Final Fantasy 15. The entire yes, thing. there you go. <laughs> just a, a whole album of just remixing that. And uh, you're, you're are you f- you're familiar with the song? I think so. I did play it a little. Yeah, bit. it's very back. distinctive. It, I think it's actually Shota who does the uh, guitar work on that track. It might, he might have even written oh, cool. the track. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's funny. I was in the Philippines a few years yeah. ago. We recorded an episode one year when I was in the Philippines. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was in the Philippines a couple of years ago, and I was driving through town. Yeah. And on the radio, there was a um, mechanic shop that came on. It was their commercial, mm-hmm. and Bros on the Road was the background music. Oh, for this commercial. oh my gosh, that's incredible! You got it. Don't don't let Square Enix know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can, they're never gonna you know whoever it's some some <laughs> random guy you know who's probably not even in business anymore. Yeah, uh, in the Philippines. That's, a, uh, that's yeah, amazing. It was cool. Yeah, I posted it. I think on social media and uh, Shota and Falk who worked on it as a part of the soundtrack were like, "Oh yeah, hey, yeah, we, oh, we, I love we did that. some work on this song." <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> all right. So, anything else Scarlet Moon's up to these days, or did we did we cover it all? Hmm. Let me see. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm just pulling up our Bandcamp page. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I have that up as well. Um. Yeah. So we did Raise the Dead, the soundtrack mm-hmm. um, for the game that was kickstarted, you know, seven years ago. <laughs> it has music by Jake Kaufman. Wow. Yeah. Dan North and Sweet. a bunch of synthwave composers. That sounds awesome. And so it's really cool. And glad to finally have that out. Dale wrote that music probably oh my four, four years ago. Yep. <laughs> and Jake probably wrote his part five, six, seven years ago. Um, and that's just kind of 80s synthwave. It was good. It was a nice um, Halloween release. <laughs> I was about to say, and, there's that Halloween music you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. And then um, 
we did the set. We finally got this out Saturday morning RPG two, and so this was nice. a fun release where um, you know the developer of, of Saturday morning RPG is this, this studio called Mighty Rabbit Studio, mm-hmm. and one of the guys there, um, Josh Fairhurst, he uh, is one of the co-founders of Limited Run Games. Okay. So you know they've been immensely successful, and so um, they did mm-hmm. a limited edition physical run of, of Saturday Morning RPG, and mm-hmm. he said, "Wouldn't it be fun to just do like this kind of promotional? We want to do a cassette tape that is the soundtrack for Saturday Morning RPG Two, which is a game that doesn't nice. exist. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it'll exist through this tape." Right. And so we did the tape. They did. They did the run. The tape was included. They wanted the music to be written as if it were a sequel, because you know the first yep. game, uh, Vincent Kenny wrote the main theme, and then most of the other music was from their licensing library. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't specifically written for Saturday Morning RPG, even though it's really fitting. And so this music was written specifically as if it were for Saturday Morning RPG. So that was exciting. Ooh. They wrote a battle theme, and they did a reprise of the title theme. Right, uh, you know, taking it past thirty seconds, which I think is what they did for the first game, <laughs> and so that music existed only on a cassette tape until now. Aha! And now it's available. Yeah, so now to it's this digital, all. and people can hear it. That's cool. Uh, we did That's the Dreamscaper cool. soundtrack. This is a mm-hmm. very gorgeous. Oh, it's very uh, cool. Yeah. Road light. Yeah, you've been checking it out, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna. Yeah. You might be yeah, talking we were... to Dale at some point. Yeah, we were working on that, so I listened to the whole soundtrack, and he has a very distinct sound for this game. Yeah, he I mean, he pitched him on this sound. Uh, he had yeah. an idea. He, he knew what he wanted it to sound like. Mm-hmm. And uh, this soundtrack is actually for the early access release. Okay. And as the game gets updated, we are putting new music in, but probably towards the, nice. the time it releases, we'll update the soundtrack. Uh, that so you is don't cool. Have to rebuy it, you'll just you know redownload. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. You'll uh, just keep we'll getting upload, more stuff. We'll update the soundtrack, and it'll have wow. all the music in it. And, uh, <laughs> so now there are early access soundtracks too. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We kind of were like, I, we were asking, like, oh, you know, I kind of hate when people do like, you know, whatever Dreamscaper soundtrack preview. Yeah, and then there's a separate album later that you get yep. that is the full soundtrack. And mm-hmm. So we kind of just like didn't do anything with release, and then we're like, "crap, everyone's yeah. asking us for the soundtrack." Mm-hmm. So I think this is the easiest way. I think we can just go change the track listing and add tracks. Yes, and then yes. just tell everybody, "hey, re-download it because now there's more tracks." Yeah, I think that's that gonna a work. good way to go. Yeah, I, I hope, hope that works. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's that. Um, it's a ro- it's a, it was kickstarted, but. Um, you know, it's just a. I don't know if you've seen the game. It's just a gorgeous game. Yeah, I, I looked up big, some footage. It's going to yeah. be a big hit. And yeah. then um, we had Coda did a, a Horizon Vanguard. This was a fun. Oh, sweet. This is it's a Coda, VR yeah. hover bike shmup. <laughs> rail. Yeah, it's really crazy. And uh, oh, Coda did a really insane kind of like Japanese pop, Japanese sweet. fusion. Oh, uh, I gotta retro. listen to this. I love. I mean, Coda. if you're into shmups, like you're gonna love the yeah. soundtrack that he did for this thing. It's so cool. Awesome. Um, so that one's there, and then um, you know we did Prescription for Sleep, Wizard of Legend, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, we did. Yeah, this is a really good one. We did Indivisible Original Game Soundtrack Plus. Okay. And this is a spin on Square Enix's Soundtrack Plus series. It's all of the. Uh, 
you know, versions of songs that we submitted and it got rejected and they had to be changed. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. different versions of songs, one right, so it's kind of cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's an extra. The soundtrack I think was two hours long. Jeez. And the I think the plus albums another two hours. That's awesome. And so, uh, you know, it has, uh, he wrote kind of an image song for himself when he got started with the game that wasn't in the mm -hmm. game. You know, it was just kind of like, let me get ready for it. Yeah. Um, called Secret of Indivisible. That's the first track on the album. It's really good. The very first demo he wrote for the game. And then again, all these different versions. Some of them have different instruments. Some of them mm -hmm. have a different vibe. Some of them are just completely different songs at all. They got, they got rejected. Some yeah. of them are just like piano sketches. Um, and so on and so there's That's all this great. different and then there's also the end credits theme that he wrote after the game was released that they patched in yeah it turned out that the, i guess the original song we wrote for the credits um, didn't fit the mood that they wanted so we ended up right. writing another one and so that's on mm -hmm. here too oh, and okay. so the, the really yeah. cool thing about this is just like with the square enix series we have a digital booklet that comes with the album on um comes with the album on both Bandcamp and iTunes or mm -hmm. Apple, and uh, it has commentary for every single track about what was the difference. You know, what does he think of this version? Just kind of like oh. his commentary, track by yeah, track, yeah. in English and Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a book right there that has all the the kind of commentary. So we're really excited that's, to have done that. That's awesome. I really hope we get more stuff like that in the future from composers, like getting the demo tracks and everything we just never get that kind of look into well there was just tracks. so much that yeah. we knew that uh it, it would be it'd be terrible if mm -hmm. we didn't do anything with that music you know i wanted yeah. people to hear it yeah and then um the last two things i guess i'll mention are uh we did a um, physical edition of the wizard of legend soundtrack uh, it's wizard right. of legend the complete soundtrack plus piano collections wizard of legend Mm -hmm. And so it's in a box, it's a cardboard sleeve. It has two jewel cases, one with the, the mm -hmm. wizard of legend, the complete soundtrack, which was essentially the soundtrack plus, um, plus the, uh, all the new trailer themes that he wrote for the various updates. Right. Plus, um, the thundering keep was a new yeah. DLC that had a new level. Nice. Um, so we have that theme and that trailer and then also we tacked on, you don't even see it on Bandcamp, but there's an um, extra bonus track that's just exclusive to the CD set that was a, it was basically the fire, uh, Zeal's theme, um, the fire sage. Uh, mm -hmm. the, they, he wrote it, it, you know, it was done, and then the team decided they wanted to go with a different sound, so we wrote a different song. Mm -hmm. um, so basically it was kind of an unused um, fire theme. Um, that's on the CD, and then the, the Piano Collections is again the spirit of Piano Collections series from Square Enix. We had Ayaki, who's the pianist for Gentle Love, uh, mm -hmm. do uh, piano arrangements and perform uh, just a solo piano album, and okay. we did a sheet music book. So we have the the complete set, which is the soundtrack with the bonus track and the Piano Collections album, and then separately there is a uh, and then there's a 20 page booklet that and then separately we have a, a full sh a, a piano sheet music book nice for the piano album wow um so yeah and then you also have the prescription for sleep wizard of legend so wizard of legend if you like that soundtrack boy there's a lot there <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it was really Dale's breakout title. Yeah. And so we wanted to, he wanted the Piano Collections album. Yeah. Um, and, you know, actually, I, I mean, uh, for me, you know, I was like, okay, well, they're going to go, Yaki's going to be in the studio recording the Piano album. Why don't we just do a Prescription for Sleep album since he's already going to be in the studio yeah. anyway. And he's going to be familiar with the music. But I didn't really, That's, like, think about yeah. it in my head that... You know, I was still paying. I was still booking studio time and all this other stuff. So I didn't save anything. I, for some reason, I had it in my head like, "Oh, may as well." Yeah. You know, since he's already doing it, but it was just right. kind of like, "Oh, well, it didn't really." And then there's kind of like some. There's you know, one's a solo piano, one's a piano and sax. They're very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, they for people, you know, there might be some crossover between the two. I'm yeah. really happy with the artwork on the. Um, the piano collections album yeah it's really cool we had uh dale and i know this um when we had our previous lives where we <laughs> used to write about games um, oh we yeah knew somebody at the pr department at square annex uh-huh and uh she served as you know she was a pr person but she also was fluent bilingual japanese english and did mm -hmm. a lot of the translation for like their guests from japan yeah. And so um, she left the company, and I never, you know, I was like, oh, that's really sad that she left. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, found out, you know, just a couple of years ago, uh, it had probably been 10 years, that she's doing art now. Mm. And so um, I was like, oh, you know, I'm very curious. I, I met her, I ran into her at E3, mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, I really want to see your artwork. And so she sent me a link, and I said, oh, this is really cool. And then we were just kind of finding, waiting for the right project to have her mm -hmm. do some artwork for. Her. And, yeah. Um, and uh, she goes by Amelia Haru. Yeah. And um, it's the album cover is just kind of really cute. It's a beautiful piece. Yeah, combines a lot of different styles, great use of colors, and uh, yeah, it's it's really beautiful. I hope you can work with her more. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to another opportunity uh, to work with her. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of, you know, nice. catching you up. So you've been busy. You've been very yeah. busy. And man, we there's could... There's a lot since, coming. There, yeah, there's a lot coming and there's a, there's so much we could go over since we last talked. But um, yeah, that we need to have you on again much sooner because, man, you're just putting on so much great stuff. So, Well, thank you. Yeah. I think last year was probably up. even busier, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. This year's been plenty busy. Absolutely. When did, when did the um I'm trying to remember when did Indivisible Plus even come out? That was probably this year. Uh, it looks like that it was Let's see. April. Yeah. Jeez. So what what <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking just like scrolling back through. It's it's always interesting to kind of do that and be like, Oh yeah, what did we mm -hmm. do this year? Even the um the other yeah, piano collections album came out in January. And yep. the soundtrack, complete soundtrack came out in January. So yeah, Shovel Knight was December it. of 2019. So there we go. So everything think, on the page since then, yeah, has been this year. Xylith so. was this fun little thing too. This was um, this yeah, we didn't the cover one that. I didn't yeah. mention. Yeah, is uh, it was another soundtrack by Coda, mm -hmm. and it's for this like kind of uh, I don't even know how you describe it. It's a procedurally generated going down into the depths subterranean depths of the alien planet and um, uh -huh. kind of thing and yeah. um, 
they they wanted kind of like a dynamic soundtrack. So mm. they wanted an exploration layer. They wanted a hazard layer when you're fighting an enemy. They wanted a boss yeah. layer when you're fighting a boss, and a safety for when you're in like a kind of like a town hub area. Right. And so um, he he wrote all these different layers, and uh, and so the soundtrack the way it's presented is. Coda created an eleven-minute kind of um, storytelling mm-hmm. version, kind of uh, ranging these layers in different ways, and mm-hmm. telling like mm-hmm. a you know giving a progression to it. Mm-hmm. And then um, you can collect these discs throughout the game that play different songs, and they're com- mm-hmm. kind of completely different from this um, kind of. It's kind of like an atmospheric mm-hmm. layered. Uh, Explore. It's I, I kind of compare it to Metroid. It's kind of yeah. like Metroid, yeah, um, with dynamic music, and uh, and then you can collect these discs, which are kind of all these different kind of like poppy and different kind of sounds. That you yeah. can swap the music in for kind of like if you were going to play your own, you know, music anyway. You can kind of play this other right. Kind of stuff that right, 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 right. But it's there, and so that's all on the soundtrack too. And then all the layers separately, if you want to enjoy the layers separately. But um, cool. you know, give the uh, the track is the first track, Xyleth, the eleven minute long yeah. experience a try. Right. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's a really cool. That sounds really creative. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I I really enjoyed um, nice. hearing him turn out the layers and hearing him make this this eleven minute listening experience. And it's really cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I I love everything Coda does, so that'll be neat. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Coda's fantastic. He really is. He he's is. working he's on. Um, he's working on. It's been announced. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been <laughs> we're in safe zone. He's working yeah. on um, uh, Neurodiver. Okay. Um, which is the sequel to is Read Only Memories? You know. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Read Only Memories. Neurodiver is the sequel to Read Only Memories. Yes. Twenty. 60 uh, right some number some years some future year or something <laughs> it might be on my desktop here no it only says read only memories uh, right but yeah so it's the sequel to read only memories and so he's doing a really cool um funky retro soundtrack oh, that sounds that. awesome i really can't wait for people to hear it it's so good yeah he's so talented Yes, he really uh, is. He was on our, and speaking of which, he was on our yeah. Christmas album, I think, last year. Perfect. He did, uh, these are a few of my favorite, I think it's just called Favorite Things. Yes, I saw that one. I listened to that because yeah, I'm like, oh, Coda, thing. that's awesome. Yeah, I was also really happy to see um, Funk Fiction, who we've had on the show recently, did a oh, yeah. good one for yeah, you a little such, while back. He's, he's one of the, yeah, we work with him um, regularly. Mm-hmm. And so I, invite, you know, I invited him this year, but he was tied up. Yeah, he's, he's been busy. An amazing talent, and he, he is. is one of the nicest people. He's so nice. In it's always industry, so yeah. so great to t- chat with him. I so. love. Yeah, I mean, we he we went. What did we do? We I think we went to that Vince DiCola show in L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. He and I went to, and yep. we try to meet up at every you know event up in L.A. Because yes, oh, we, yeah, the last thing we did is this is right before the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. stay at home orders was in January. We went to right. it must have been January this year. There was a near orchestral concert in um, L.A. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's funny because, you know, I've, I the, the show is produced by um, 
Arnie Roth and AWR production, you know, music productions who you've mm-hmm. probably, you know, he's done so many of the different concerts and stuff. And yeah, it, I just kept running into people that like <laughs> I knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Whoa, you like, you know, all these people here. It's like, yeah, you just kind of like randomly run into, you know, we ran into, um, Adriana Figueroa and Family Jewels. Oh yeah, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> they, yeah, they're down here in San Diego, where I right am. And, that whole uh, uh, we, that whole area. Yep, yep, yep. I haven't seen them in a while, and I ran into them at the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. That that's really yeah, neat. it's a small yeah. world game music. It really is. I mean, it's what I love about Magfest is that's like funk uh, funk fiction is one of the uh, one of the guys I see every time he goes out to Magfest, and that's great. So I got to see him. Man, it was yeah, earlier this where, year. I think that's where I first met him. I yeah. I first met him at MAGFest. Yeah, and so that's one reason I always look forward to MAGFest, because in Texas here, there's not a lot of game music stuff going on, so MAGFest is the biggest time I, I see everyone, so, yeah. Well, you just got to get out of Texas. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the problem is driving anywhere from Texas takes absolutely forever, so I need that's to be right. well, able to get on That's right. Well, you only have to do it again. once. <laughs> just, drive away. just drive away and never come oh, back oh man <laughs> california oh man yeah we're ready for you <laughs> i don't know if i can afford that yet but i'll work on it you mean um, you don't have this award-winning <laughs> smash success podcast with millions of listeners and, oh totally um, yes that's absolutely on, what this on is. apple music Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just don't even want to look at my Patreon with how many how many of the bucks I am rolling in every yeah. month. Um, all if right. you want to know where I'm <laughs> going to move, comment below and click the subscribe button. Like and subscribe. Yes, please. <laughs> and then whatever the most comments are for, I will move there. That's that's oh, how wow. we're going to do this. I don't think I've ever heard anyone do that. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. If there's an antic, some YouTuber somewhere has done it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that's like vote, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm used to hearing this in the context of my kids are watching. Oh, my you gosh. Know, somebody, they're watching people play with toys. They're, they're watching adults play with toys. Yes. On yes. YouTube. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it's like. Uh, oh, my gosh. What do you want? Who do you think was behind the door? You know? Yes. Below. I've seen like, some. Well, uh, when I started. They're going to see it in two seconds. And, and they're, yes. not, they're watching this on like an iPad. They're not going to comment below. Yeah, kids' YouTube is its whole own weird world. I have only slightly uh, seen. Well, scary. But... Dale was telling me that like there's videos where it looks like a kid's video, and then all yes. of a sudden, in the middle of it, like you know, oh, don't tell your parents about this. You know, like it's terrifying. Uh, yeah, like scary stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's the world oh. we live in. It's scary. It, it is. We're ending on a positive right. note here. That's I like it. That's why you don't do anything. That's why, just like me, you only buy. Yes, buy Your physical. Content. The only YouTube videos you watch, you should buy them for nine ninety nine on a CD player, <laughs> and then you right. can watch the video. Uh, just just buy all of your YouTube on VHS, and we'll all be a safe. I'm surprised world. they haven't done like um, get my whole. I, I assume this has been done. Like, yeah, take all the it's like you know some streamer probably or whoever. Yeah, like a DVD channels, collection. Like, buy my Blu-ray disc collection. Right. like the greatest hits of PewDiePie infomercial. Yeah, there has like to be. Here. Like, yeah, it's got to be out yeah. there somewhere, right? Well, there you go. That's what that's my son's yeah. already into all this. I mean, oh my god, he's watching people play. Uh, god, he's really into this Baldi's Basics. I don't even know if you know what it I is. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, is he into, is he into a Roblox? Just, is um, Roblox he is into Roblox, okay. And that drives okay. me nuts. 
Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but this Baldi's Basics thing, it was created yeah. to be like this weird 90s inspired mm-hmm. 3D game. And the teacher gives you a math problem and you can't okay. solve it. And then he chases you around and tries to smack you with a ruler. Okay. Okay. And there's all these other gimmicks, you know, like different yeah. characters you run into in the hallways that do yeah. do different things. And yeah. it's kind of like this weird, it shouldn't be scary. Yeah. But it is survival horror because he's chasing oh. you and it's this weird rudimentary 90s yeah. style graphics. And weird. So it is kind of, and so now he chases, he, he takes a ruler mm-hmm. and he chases his sisters around the house. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then he watches streamers play Baldi's Basics. Then oh. he draws, he draws all the different characters. Oh my gosh. When we, when we say he can't be on the screen, he's drawing all the characters and then he tells me, Oh, this guy, this character is, you know, yep. uh, super bully man. He's the Kickstarter yep. exclusive for oh, you know, no. blah, blah, blah. And this yes. guy is, you know, da da da. He was the Easter egg in this yep. version of Baldi's Basics. And yeah, it's, it's like, like he, uh, I've been amazed. Like when I when I talk to a kid about like what they're into, I'm amazed at how much they know about whatever the thing is. They can just yeah. keep going on and on and on about i don't know if it's five nights at freddy's or undertale or whatever the thing is i'm like how do you know so much about this well, thing the thing is like baldi's basics doesn't have any music and <laughs> i want to say roblox just has like other music right it's not it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they mm-hmm. just steal music from somewhere and put it in their yeah. level that they made yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah or they steal tommy tallarico's voice and, uh, <laughs> what did you hear you didn't hear about that the whole no! the oof sound no, I I, I missed this. Roblox apparently is, it's Tommy uh, Tallarico. It was a sound effect that he made, so he just this is announced this big deal where he's uh, created his asset pack for Roblox. And, oh, I love it! I love but, it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm bummed because none of these things even have like music in them. So yeah, that know, that is versus Undertale yeah. has an excellent exactly. soundtrack. And, Undertale is an amazing um, soundtrack. You know, so. right now they're playing. What are they? They're playing. He's playing this game called Witch and Hero on um, okay. switch and it's yeah. like uh it's, it's a retro uh it's kind of like protect the princess from the waves of enemies kind of mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and it has it has actually pretty good music yeah and yeah you know, secret of mana obviously has great music right and, well here can um, be so your next do... uh your next album can be music you can play in the background of baldi's basics uh oh, to all the kids out there <laughs> yeah. we'll do which he would be he'd flip out if we did prescription for sleep witch and hero Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, why in the world did he release this? It's like his son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now we know. <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad game. In fact, yeah. I actually have to help him with it. It's a little it can get a little challenging. I was right. actually showing him, are you familiar with Protect Me Knight? Nope. Are Protect these like tower Knight. defense games or what are they? It's a tower it's like a tower defense game, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. These yeah, games yeah. are all tower the... defense games. Okay. Protect Me Knight though was developed by Ancient, which is Yuzo Koshiro's mm. studio. So okay. Yuzo Koshiro did Protect Me. Cool. It was like 2004. It was on okay. Xbox. Okay. Wow. Xbox Live Arcade or whatever. Yeah. They did a second one that I don't think came out here. But um. Huh. Um. Are, I'm are your that video? Do your kids play many like of the main Nintendo releases on Switch, like Paper Mario or anything? I buy them a lot of stuff, and then <laughs> uh, then they don't really end up playing it a whole lot they they're right now yeah. what they're playing a lot of is kirby's star allies oh okay that that's got a cool soundtrack yeah yeah it's really good music i was just actually sharing that on our discord the other day the there's yeah. like this there's some like really funky 
there's this really funky song I like on like the Western outer wall or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it has good music and my, my four year old is playing it and they're all playing it. And um, yeah, well, that's cool. Minecraft, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but you know, I think I bought, you know, he, he watches a streamer play a game. He was watching the zebra gamer who does, he has videos on Amazon prime. Yeah. And, you know, he played Rayman Rabbids versus mm. Mario Kingdom, whatever that mm-hmm, game was called. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he watched him play it. And so I got it for him for Christmas. You know, it was yeah. on sale or something on Black Friday. And like, I don't yeah, think yeah. he ever really played it. Right. He's like, I already watched that. Why would I play it? <laughs> uh, this year I was like, do you want Luigi's Mansion 3? You were watching Zebra Gamer play it. Or, yeah. You know, he didn't really. He was really into Super Mario Maker. So oh, I cool. got him Super Mario Maker 2 and he didn't really play it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> huh i think he broke his minecraft switch card yeah oh um, i i also like it that you know when we were we, when we were growing up it was more of like we would want to play video games and then parents would be like oh why don't you like go outside or play a sport and now it's like kids are playing video games and the parents are like why don't you play this video game huh why don't you play, right. this, play this have good taste play this good video game oh that's the struggle <laughs> that, too is getting game. them outside but the, th- oh, the yeah. thing is he's so obsessed that like i told you it's mm-hmm. like he wants to play physical uh yes basics yes like, he wants absolutely. to play physical he's been doing physical um uh-huh witch and hero Oh man. You know, he's like, you have yeah. to stand here. You have to stand here. You're the witch. Yeah. You, know, you can't yep. move. Right. You know, it's like, and there's all these rules. And then the worst thing is, you know, yeah. you feel like a terrible parent because then the, your kid goes to school. Yeah. And wants to play Baldi's Basics or something, you know, some obscure thing. Yeah. Especially when I'm making them play like an old Super Nintendo game. Right. They're going to school and saying, I want to play, you know, let's play Secret of Mana. <laughs> and the kids are like, what the, what the hell what? are you talking about? What is yeah. That? <laughs> That's so then, great. Then you feel bad about, you know, your kid not knowing what the hip thing is. So I guess right. at least Baldi's Basics and yeah. Roblox, at least they all know what it is. You've got to let them, yeah, you've got to let them, Fortnite. Fortnite, is that a big thing in your in your house? I feel like that's no, a big I thing No, I think everywhere. that's probably older kids. The, the, oh, the okay. games that they're playing are not big reaction time games. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, they're not there yet. They'll get yeah. there, I'm sure. Well, maybe by then it'll be something other than Fortnite. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something. Yeah. Yeah, whatever's coming down the pike. Oh, man. But anyway, so that's... Uh... All right, well, get to feel old a little bit here at the end. That's always nice. Yeah. Uh... All right. Well, this was a delight, Jason. Thanks so much for for coming on the show and and catching us up with everything. Yeah, it's not it's not often that I get to talk about. You know, it's not it's not often that it's open to be like, hey, tell us everything you've been doing, and we get to give a, a kind of shine a spotlight on some of the more smaller, maybe more obscure things. So thank you for that opportunity. It's usually like, hey, you just did this one thing. Let's talk about that one thing. Um, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>